to welcome you here this morning to our church service on behalf of our pastor. I extend to you a welcome. You are welcome to our service, our second Sunday morning service, where our motto here is the end of your search for a friendly church. We would like to say happy birthday to those of you that are having a birthday in the month of November. Amen. May God bless you, heaven smile upon you, and you have many, many more. Enjoy your day. There are no announcements today. At this time, we would like for you to prepare your hearts for giving and tithing. For the words say, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over, for shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet, with it, it shall be measured to you again. Amen.
bless you so much for your giving. We go prepare our hearts for the sermonic section at this time. Broken. When you looked around your 
home, you had food to eat. You had clothes to put on. You ought to tell God, thank him. You ought to tell God, thank him. You ought to tell God, thank him. Yeah. One more time. Lord, I. Thanking you that we have our life, health, and strength. 
God, this morning as we come, we come in the name of Jesus, God. Asking you, Holy Ghost, to have your way. Bless as only you can bless, God. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. Our topic this morning is what to do when your brook run dry. What to do when your brook run dry. When we look in the 11th book of the Old Testament, we find the prophet Elijah. Elijah was the most famous and dramatic of Israel's prophets. He predicted the beginning and end of a three-year drought. Elijah was used by God to restore a dead child to his mother. He represented God in a showdown with priests of Baal and Asher. Brother Elijah also appeared with Moses and Jesus in the New Testament transfiguration scene. The account of the life of Elijah is a great story, which relates many of his experiences and works. Elijah had a dramatic conflict on Mount Carmel with prophets Abel, and he clashed with Jezebel, Ahab's wife, who led the children of Israel into abandonment of the religious faith and into idolatry. Elijah stood up for God and against evil. Elijah, the prophet of fire, the man who was unshakable, the man who struck fear in the heart of Ahab and Jezebel, the man whose prayers brought fast streaming down from heaven, he struggled within himself. This man faced the same kinds of cries, misfortune, tragedy, disaster, mishaps. He had questions, he had doubts and problems in life that you and I experience, amen? In this life, we're going to have adversities of hard times and difficulty. There might be physical or mental adversity, emotional adversity, or social adversity. There will be storms in life, Derek. Storms of illness, financial storms, job loss, failed relationships, divorce, or even death of a loved one, storms. Jesus said when adversity comes, when storms come, and you pass through the waters, he said, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, Steve, they will not sweep you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not even set you ablaze. That's Isaiah 43 and 2. Today, for just a little while, I want us to learn how to deal with adversity by looking at the life of Elijah. You see, trials began when Elijah spoke on God's behalf, speaking judgment upon Ahab, who was a wicked king, and Israel of the abandonment of the religious faith and sin. As the Lord God liveth, there shall not be dew nor rain, but according to my word. 
Elijah was saying to Israel and Ahab, there will be a drought and famine as a judgment into your sins. You see, God called prophets to try to rescue Israel from its moral and spiritual decline. For 300 years, April, prophets and prophetess tried to encourage the people and leaders to return to the one true God. Having delivered his message from God, Elijah walked out of the throne room of the king's palace. I imagine with my little self that Ahab laughed at the man of God and called him stupid as he walked away. But as the days and months went by, the skies were brass in color and yield no rain. The fields were dried up. The streams became baked cakes of mud. The cows moved in the fields for water and food and died. Famine came just as the prophet had said, and the whole nation suffered from it. In the midst of the famine, you see, God was about to teach Elijah a lesson. Elijah's own God withered away. His own well went dry. His food ran out. Now, I just know with the little man that I have, and in my mind's eye, I just know that the brother asked God, God, how can you do this to me? Are you going to make me share the same fate as those other people? God, you know all, you see all, and you don't forget a thing. Don't you remember, God, how faithful I've been to you? What do you do? when your brook run dry. God wanted to teach Elijah to depend upon resources other than himself. Many times we come to the end of our own resource when we, before we realize that God has it all and his resources are unlimited. E.K., you said earlier that in this life we're going to have adversity. I did. Well, can you give us a short lesson this morning on how to deal with adversity? I can. The first lesson in learning to deal with adversity is to learn to face challenges that living, especially Christian living, can bring and learn to be dependent upon God's resources. So what does God do? He instructs Elijah to get up. Leave his house. Leave his homies. Leave his security and all that other stuff. Get out of his comfort zone. All that stuff wasn't going to make a difference anyway. So God tells Elijah to go to the south and east and to the desert. Elijah said, God, you got to be joking. You going to send me to a place in a like that in a time of drought? He said, go where there is no water. Go where. It rarely rains in normal weather. Lord for quieting that noise. 
He and I just say, God, you got to go. Be joking. Go to a place in a time of drought. Go where there is no water, where it rather rains in normal weather, into the wilderness to find the resources of God. Isn't God good? There, just look how God quieted that train down. And I thank him for the little things in life. Hallelujah. Elijah was led into the Jordan about 15 miles above Jericho. He came to the headwaters of a little stream called Cherith, and there was a bubbling spring. You see, Cherith was God's special place for Elijah. God supplies water when no one else has it. There, God calls the ravens to bring food to Elijah twice a day. God supplies food when there is no other source. He, he supplies food even when it's scarce. Elijah drank from the brook, and he lived the good life. The rest of the land suffered for food and water, but Brother Eli had it made, peaches and cream. Well, let me go on with the story. One morning when Elijah rose from his sleep, he stretched himself, and he was going to get a drink of water. But he noticed that the water in the brook, the water level had dropped. The spring was not as bubbly as it had been. Day after day, the water began to dry up. Everything that Elijah had relied on was gone. Thank you, Jesus. Perhaps your chariot is a good friend. The death of a loved one. The loss of your dreams or hopes, the loss of health, the light of life goes out, and the pain seems so unbearable. Your brook of health has dried up. Your brook of peace has gone dry. What do you do when your brook runs dry? Where and to whom do you turn when your brook runs dry? When your brook runs dry and the light of life goes out, there's not a person parked on this ground that won't cry out, oh God, why? And sometimes we have the nerve to ask, oh God, why me? Oh, thank you, Jesus. But you see, God had not forgotten Elijah, and God will not forget us. People may forget you, they may forget me, but God is not like that. My Bible says he will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen? Amen? These things did not happen to Elijah because he had sinned. Sin does bring suffering, but not all suffering comes from sin. So why did the brook dry up? The Bible said there was no rain in the land. Therefore, the earth dried up because there was no rain. God had plans for Elijah, and he has plans for your life, for my life. Why? Because Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. And then in the New Living Translation version, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, they are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. 
Somebody ought to tell God, thank you right now. Sometimes God allows bad things to come our way to prepare us to empathize with others, empathize with others. Adversity, sorrow, and tragedy make us strong, and it makes us better to minister to others. How can you tell someone else how to go through things or get through things that you haven't gone through yourself? Amen? And perhaps God was preparing Elijah to minister to a, a widow woman and her son at Zarephath. God was preparing him to stand alone before 450 prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel with courage and faith. I believe that God was saying to Elijah and also to us, life moves on. You cannot sit by the brook of Cherub for the rest of your life. How many of us have tried to sit there and didn't want to move? Amen. You see, the problem of us staying at Cherub too long is that we become real comfortable. Stay by the brook too long, and we might love the brook more than God who gave it to us. Life sweet, life wonderful. We got it going on. We don't want to move. But God provides. The food comes. The water flows. And there is nothing to worry about. Through adversity, through tragedy, and sometimes sorrow, God moves us to greater things. We don't know. We don't understand. But God already has it mapped out while we're trying to figure it out. Amen? If Elijah would have stayed at the uh, at church, he would have died. Others would have suffered, and Baal worship would have grown. In chapter 18 of 1 Kings, Elijah took on 450 prophets of Baal. He came to the people and said, how long? Elijah asked the people, how long will you hold? That means how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, then you follow him. But if Baal is God, you follow him. You decide. Don't answer me, but I'm going to ask us, who are we going to follow? When your brook dries up, my sisters and my brothers, don't stay too long. Your new course will move you from a valley up to Bethlehem. And I'm not, I don't have to tell you that. I don't have to tell you time about Bethlehem. Just thank God for the wonderful times you had by the brook and follow where God points you to. David said in Psalm 103, verses 1 and 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgiveth all their iniquities, who healeth all those diseases. What do you do when your brook dries up? I'm going to tell you a few things, and then I'm out of here. First, you have to trust in God's resources. One of the divine, just one of the divine resources that God provides for us is his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit indwells every believer. And it empowers us to serve God and to serve others, to live in love like Jesus. 
one of God's resources, the Holy Spirit. The Bible is another resource that God has provided that we might read, study, and meditate upon his holy word. The Bible, the Holy Spirit, then prayer is a resource that God has given to us that we may have access to him through his son, Jesus Christ. Prayer is the vehicle through which we can communicate with the Father through his son. Prayer is a weapon that we can use to change things. Hallelujah. How about this weekend? I'm going to start right there. When your brook runs dry, not only trust in his resources, but trust God's plan for your life. I just told you. He said, I know the plans I have for you. He said, they are plans for good and not evil to give you a future and a hope. And then Romans 8, 28 say, for we know, for we know, Ricky, that all things work together for good for those who love God and according to his purpose. Then in Psalm 32 in verse 8, he said, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Today, sometimes I take my eye off you, but God's eye is always on you. When your brook runs dry, not only trust in God's resources, but trust in his providence. That's his divine intervention. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and he's kind in all his deeds. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his sovereignty rules over all. And my God, Philippians 4, 19, and your God, our God, will supply every need of ours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Somebody ought to say amen. Amen. When your brook runs dry, it is going to run dry if it haven't already run dry. When your brook runs dry, for whatever the reason might be, we read in Proverbs 3, 4, and 5, one of pastor's favorite scriptures, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Over 2,000 years ago, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. He grew up in Nazareth. Jesus never won an election, and he never went to college. He never owned a home, not an automobile, and he never had a lot of money. He became a nomadic preacher, nomadic moving round and round. Popular opinion turned against him. A close friend, brother, even betrayed him. And the other friends, scatter cats, ran away. Jesus was unjustly condemned to death. He was nailed to a cross with spikes. Those big nails you see in a railroad uh, 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 thing. He drug and his carried his own cross on his back to a hill overlooking the town dump. Darkness covered the land. 
Jesus was crucified. That means he was executed on a cross among common thieves. When he died, the sun refused to shine. The birds stopped singing. And the moon dripped away in blood. The curtain of the temple was torn. What was it torn into from top to bottom? I'm glad you asked. It was torn that we may have a way to God through his son, Jesus Christ. After Jesus died, there was an earthquake and the rocks were split. The tombs from the nearby cemetery was opened and many bodies of the Old Testament saints who had fallen asleep was raised. Letting you know that God has power over death. Amen. The graveyard isn't the final stop. Hallelujah. Jesus died an awful death on the cross. He died with outstretched arms for you and for me. Thorns placed on his head, pierced in his side with blood and water running out. The blood for the remission of sin and the water for the washing away of our sin that we may have life and have it more abundantly. After his death, Joseph of Amathala asked Pilate for Jesus' body. Jesus was buried in a bar tomb. But on the third day morning, morning, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, rose with all power in hand. He rose that you may know what to do and who to go to when your brook run dry. What do you do when your brook run dry? Learn how to lean and depend on Jesus. For if you trust and, and trust him, he will provide. If you trust and obey him, he will provide. Hallelujah. We thank God for this morning. Father God, in the name of Jesus, as we come, we said thank you for another day. God, we bless you. Nobody can do what you're a good God, you're a just God, you're a mighty God, you're a forgiving God. You led us to this place this morning, God, that we could hear you, your word one more time. We thank you for your word, for there is life in your word. God bless those that are here, the ones that are listening by uh, whatever means they're listening to. Anoint them, God, that they may feel your Holy Spirit, God. God bless our pastor. Bless his family. Bless the sick and the afflicted. God, we thank you for these musicians and these technicians. Ask that you bless them as only you can bless. And God, if there's anyone out there that do not know you in the pardon of your sin, I read in your word that you say, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth into righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. Thank you for saving us, God. Thank you. Continue to let us lift you up on today. For you say, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw men unto me. Amen and amen. Can you tell God thank you? We would like to thank you for joining us today. 
And we invite you to return again, if God's willing, next Sunday. Now let us prepare our hearts for the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus, hallelujah, Christ, be with you. Now and from henceforth, in Jesus' name. Let the church say